0: Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring The Lauren Goodwin Show.
1: Hey guys, welcome in. You're now tuned into The Lauren Goodwin Show. So this week we're going to talk about, just as an intro, voting again. Um, We have one more episode before... November 3rd whenever the election starts so we'll be able to talk to you guys again about voting before but we just want to always make sure that we get it out there go ahead and vote 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 tell your family tell your friends it's super important right now um, so that's just an introduction and then also Amanda do you have anything how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great it's one of woke up early been doing a lot of classwork all day but that's that's a part of the hustle it's a part of the grind and I'm looking forward to voting next week I might like I'm really excited it's it's my first time being able to vote I said this last week and I'll say it again this week and it's so important that not just people my age know the importance it is to vote but that everybody that has the opportunity and the chance to vote that they do so because there's a lot of people and a lot of young people as well 17 year olds that wish they might have, you know, had a birthday just right before the election so they could vote this year. So it's just important. And I like to stress the importance of just going out there and voting, even though we're living in a pretty hectic climate. And there may be things you don't agree upon. And maybe you just there's certain things you don't want to vote upon. It's just important to go vote in general and do that. Like, go out there and vote and do do that that service because you have the opportunity to do so.
1: I agree, great way to put it, Amanda. And today we're gonna talk about um, something a a little different. We're gonna talk about when the right time to let go is. Like That could be something, a job, or it can even be a person, someone, like in a relationship. And we're gonna talk about that today. So our quote for today is by C. Joy Bell. And he said, we can't be afraid of change you may feel very secure in the pond that you are in, but if you never venture out of it, you'll never know that there is such a thing as an ocean, a sea. Holding on to something that is good
0: for you now may be the very reason why you don't have something better.
1: What does that quote mean to you, Amanda?
0: That's, that's a good quote. I'm actually going to write that one down and put that one up somewhere in my room because I'm a big proponent of change. and We talked about this before, Lauren, how I took a big step at such a young age And really jumped out of my comfort zone at only 16 years old and jumped into something completely new. And that's been probably the best decision I made by myself at such a young age. So I think like it's really important to embrace change. And even though it seems scary and you may not know the outcome of it. And this is, I'm just talking like change in general, not to the more specifics as we'll get into throughout this episode. Change in general is good. Sometimes you may fear it and sometimes you may be afraid of what can come as a, as an outcome, but this change can help you grow for the better.
1: Yeah. And it's really hard to figure out like when the right time is, it's like, how do we know when it is, when is the right time? And a lot of times people say, look at the facts. So like in a relationship, for example, people want to leave when they have hard evidence of something that is wrong. So either cheating or something going wrong and like just hard evidence and facts that you can look at and say, okay, this is why I'm going to leave. Instead of just saying, I have a weird feeling in my stomach. Like my intuition is telling me that something isn't right in my heart. I know something isn't right. And instead of leaving before, I guess to the point where you see the facts and then you're hurting yourself even more, you stay longer. Um, because you want to see something clear. You want like a sign from God, or you want a sign to show you when to go. Like in a job, same thing. We want something to document before we leave so that there's a true reason, not just, I didn't feel good in this job. It made me, it made me feel sick to my stomach some days. I didn't like my environment. I didn't feel very productive. Instead of just saying, I didn't feel good, um, we always have to justify and find hard facts as to why we, want, we don't want to do something anymore. And I'm really not sure why that is in life. I don't know, we just want there to be clear black and white signs on, on why we leave something. And I don't know if that's just a general thing or something that has become over time, but I was actually watching a video interview of Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace. Um, and he said in the interview that that was his biggest mistake in his life. I think he's like 40 something years old. He, you know, he's a grown man, he, he's been through a lot of different things. Um, he talks about that a lot, just in general, how his life has has transformed over the years and how he has so much more insight now. But his biggest uh, mistake and regret was not leaving situations sooner, like for sticking around, looking for clear facts when he had a gut feeling about something the entire time. And I, I know that feeling. I know. And it's like, it's crazy because you're like, golly, am I psychic? Like I knew something was going to happen away. And it's not like, you know, specifics. Like, oh, I just knew that a year from now that a pandemic was going to happen. It's not that, but it's just a feeling like you feel something coming and your body starts to react in a way to where you just know change is coming and you're not sure why. And sometimes we suppress that. And that's like the worst when you suppress it. And then sometimes we say, okay. And I'm to that point now to where it's like, if I start to feel a weird feeling, I'm out. And um, maybe sometimes at a fault because, um, you know, you need to work through things sometimes. So it's just finding that balance and saying, um, you know, I feel this feeling and I've felt this before. And just really getting to know yourself, it really comes down to like when a person is really ready to move on. And I always bring up basketball just because that's what I've, you know, done my whole life, but I played so long that, it's really hard for me because of a pandemic, something out of my control to really just walk away from it. Like maybe temporarily throughout this year. Um, And I think it's been a blessing to be able to do, you know, start businesses and stuff like that. So whenever I'm done, I have something set up, but I kind of feel like I need one more season to to be able to feel good about stepping away. And just one last hoorah, if you will, just to, just because I would be quitting on my own terms. And that's, that's the same for all of us in just our lives. There's that sign, that feeling, not necessarily a fact, but we know. And I think that that's the point that you should walk away. Do you agree, Amanda?
0: I, I honestly do. And you know, it's funny that you say sometimes you get that gut feeling because ever since I was little, that's one of the like, biggest lessons I can take away from growing up is my parents both taught me at such a young age that whenever i get that gut feeling that something might go wrong and you know they would tell me at such a young age and i'm like mom dad like why and they're like listen you're going to get older one day and you're going to be put in situations where i'm not there to help guide you and i'm not there to tell you what to pick or what to do and you're going to have to make these decisions yourself and that's when your gut feeling comes in and if you're not getting a good vibe on a person or on a situation and a place you're at that's when you need to trust your gut feeling and do what you're yeah
1: get out of there
0: get out of there leave that person leave that party because you never know and sometimes those gut feelings can be a matter of life or death like there's so many different situations that you can be put into where you can get that gut feeling but just because all your friends are there or it's somebody that you've had a friendship of so many years or in a relationship you've been in for so many years, you want to stay. And like you said, those, you want to wait for those cold hard facts that tell you, but eventually you'll end up getting more hurt in the end. Like I, that lesson, I find it so valuable. And as I've been growing up and now getting older and, you know, sort of moving and transitioning into that different phase of my life, I've realized how important it is to trust those gut feelings because I, I went through something this year where I sort of, I had a gut feeling and I was kind of iffy. I wasn't sure. I was getting a weird vibe on a person that I had known for several years. And it was kind of difficult in a situation like that, because again, it's someone, you know, for so many years and you trust and you have created so many memories with this person and then you get the cold, hard facts and it's like, okay, I should have trusted my gut feeling in the beginning but at least I saved myself from a longer road of pain and despair and like just dealing with things that I am being in situations I shouldn't be in.
1: Yeah and in those situations we just have to be patient with ourselves because it's all a learning experience and if we knew that from the beginning we wouldn't be the person that we are and we just have to grow and learn through things And I just think it's about age too. like the more you get in touch with yourself and your emotions, the more you know when the right time for things are accepting you feel the way and not trying to hide the way you feel to not look weak, especially in a lot of situations. It's like oh, I don't want to say this because I might look this way or but being really just self aware of all that you are all that you feel that's when you get over the hump in the sense of like, you know, what's good for you, you know, what isn't, and we're all still learning. It takes some people until they're 50 before they understand their emotions. Like I've seen that firsthand people that I know uh, being grown adults and still not having that self-awareness and being in touch with, with how they feel about certain things just and a lot of it has to do with um, how they were raised as kids. And also other people can get in touch with themselves a lot earlier, like teenage years, just, it just depends on the person and how they were raised. But I actually found an article discussing the different kinds of attachment that people have based on how they were raised. And it interested, it interested me a lot because I never knew that there were even that many types of attachment. So the first one is secure attachment. And of course, that's just being in touch with yourself, knowing what you want, um, knowing um, if a person is right for you just really being in touch with everything, your environment. And then there's anxious. And that is not really knowing if this person is right for you. So you're constantly um, having like bad dreams and getting nervous all the time about certain things and talking to your friends about it 50 times because you don't know which way and which direction to go with it. And just being super, super cautious. And that's maybe how you grew up, not knowing um, maybe you didn't have a father figure in your life or something was missing. And so you're searching for that kind of in someone else. And the next is fearful. So this is like having an absentee parent. And it was, it was saying, the article saying that if you're fearful, that means that that's just how you, that's how you grew up and you're afraid that the person is going to leave you. That's all you can think about instead of focusing on like the good times and everything that's going right in your life. All you can think about is how one day it's going to end and one day they're going to leave. And I think for me, mine has never been fearful. Um, And there's also avoidant, and that one's like avoiding emotions completely, and detaching, and just telling yourself that you don't actually feel away. Like I don't actually really care about this. I don't actually love them. I don't actually just because you're afraid that it could go wrong, and you don't want to be too involved. Then there's insecure, where it's just like, let me look through your phone, <laughs> let me let me go through the social media. Let's see the following list. Let's let's just watch each other all day. We have to fall asleep on Facetime we have to do everything together because if you're away from me for one second, then I think you're gonna be doing something with someone else. Now that's ridiculous. Um, and I think a lot of time, like in high school, that was whenever it's like the, the insecure time, whenever it's like, oh, let's fall asleep on FaceTime together. I feel like everybody's done that at some point, but that's absolutely not how it should be. And in my adult life, I don't do that. Um, but I would say at one point, like the anxious was, um was one for me like now I feel like I'm getting more into the secure realm as I get older but uh I'd say growing up I was more like anxious like oh I don't know what's gonna happen so I don't want to do this I don't want to get into something when there's not like a clear picture ahead of what's gonna happen and you just have to trust like you have to trust the person you have to trust your feelings you have to trust your environment and you really have a lot of things that you can't control you have to just put trust in I was always super anxious about that but now that I'm getting older it's getting more into like the secure attachment and I'm seeing like my myself transform as I get more in touch with my emotions and myself Amanda what was your like, type of attachment or what is your type of type of attachment now you think
0: you know it's, it's funny that you brought this up and as you were talking about it it reminded me of AP psychology, my junior year in high school. This was actually one of the big things that we went over. And just like you, I was, I was pretty impressed that there's so many different kinds of attachments. Like you would think it's just, I don't know, like it's different, but I feel like for me, to be completely honest, I probably had like a secure attachment. I've always had a really good relationship with my parents. Like healthy relationship very open relationship uh you know I'm able to talk to them about a lot of things and I'm I'm very thankful for that and I feel like I've been able to develop a secure attachment where I can trust and be able to continue these healthy relationships but now it's like I get older and I'm you know like I'm starting to branch out and create my own attachments with other people and friends and Mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff you sort of have like that anxious attachment because even though I'm young like I've already grown up and I've lost a lot of friends and it's like over even though like some of it's silly things some of it's more serious things but it's like you create that sort of anxious attachment because these are long friendships and friendships of years and People I've known maybe from my first day of high school or people I've known since elementary, like it all depends, but these are people that start fading in and out of your life, which is normal. And I knew that this is a part of growing up and a part of, you know, once you graduate high school, everybody used to always tell me you'll probably end up with about a handful, like maybe five friends I used to talk to from high school if you're lucky, because that whole big group that you may have had, everybody goes off into their own things and people fight and people just... They, they grow apart from one another. So I feel like in that sense with like creating new friendships now, I have that sort of anxious attachment because I don't want to let myself get too close to people because mm-hmm. I've already experienced so many other like relationships with people and with friends, that it's sort of like, okay, well, I went through that with you. And I don't want to go through that again, because I'm a very caring person. I'm very like, I'll drop anything to go help you and run and help you, especially if I care about you. I'm that kind of person. So I was this kind of person throughout all of high school. And then all of a sudden, you know, people start dropping me and they start, you know, like turning their backs on me. And it's like, okay, well, I I know I didn't do anything to deserve this. My conscious is is clean because I didn't do anything bad but you, it, at the end it stays in the back of your mind so in general I've had a very I grew up with a secure attachment and I can happily say that I have that especially with the people that are closest in your life and really it's the people that mean the most your family really close and like dearing friends But when it comes to creating those new friendships and creating those new relationships, I will say I have that anxious attachment because of everything I've already learned and everything that, like we were talking about, the change and the things that change within your life, even though you may not understand why it's happening right now, it's happening for a reason.
1: Right. I agree. And yeah, experiences also can change it. Like I went from super, super anxious and then now it's a more secure. So it just depends on like... The people around you and the experiences that you've had and
0: and it all depends on the relationship in general too like I was saying and I'm sure you can say the same we have supportive families and they're there for every milestone and everything in your life your entire journey and you feel that secure attachment with them with you know close family members as well close family friends but once it's like I mean at least for me it's it's right now going out into the real world and now I have to create other bonds it's that anxious attachment because these are completely new people from different walks of life and I've at the end of the day I've been sheltered I you know I, I've known the same people for so many years so now it's like I'm meeting people that have already had all these past years of life experience and you don't really know who this person is I mean I guess that's a part of growing up and once I get to be like you Lauren to be your age and to have your kind of experience that's when you're able to create the more secure attachments Mm -hmm. I have some of those already but you create the more secure attachments because you're really you know locking down those friends for life and those people that you want to be in your life forever
1: I agree that was a great way to put everything Amanda and I'll go into a a tirade (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'll go into a little bit more detail on each attachment. Um, I have the article pulled up here now. So secure, it says, uh, people with secure attachment strategies are comfortable displaying interest and affection. They're comfortable being alone and independent. They're able to correctly prioritize the relationships within their life and tend to draw clear boundaries and stick to them. Anxious, is these people are, um, usually have a sensitive nervous system, who have a hard time um, communicating their needs directly. They tend to act out sometimes when triggered they crave intimacy um can never get enough closeness and that usually comes if you like growing up you had a lot of um like your family was there for you and a lot of attention and closeness which is a really good thing so they, they their caregivers are inconsistent fearful attachment because these folks strongly fear abandonment and rejection and have low self-esteem they have a negative view of others they have high anxiety in relationships because they're used to people being inconsistent from their childhood that's fearful And then avoid, and I feel like this is the worst kind, because then you never experience any any type of emotion, any type of love, because you're always avoiding every situation. They downplay the importance of a relationship and are usually extremely self-reliant. They struggle with deep intimacy and trust. They resist commitment. They're extremely independent, self-directed. They're commitment phobes and experts at rationalizing the way out of any intimate situation. And they complain about being suffocated or crowded when people get close to them. Then there's insecure. I think this is a second word. <laughs> not, not good. Um, these people have poor self-image and self-esteem. They'll try to val- get, seek validation from others for whatever they do. They're sensitive and rush into relationships while they have the come here go away attitude they have poor communication skills um, and display passive roles in relationships so all very interesting to say the least but that's a deeper dive into attachments what attachment do you guys have have you ever thought about it um we will talk more about this topic as an introduction next week thank you all for tuning in to the lauren goodwin show and see you next time
0: The views and opinions expressed on The Lauren Goodwin Show are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.